You know Private Ryan? You're gonna have to speak up. You're sir. gonna have to speak up, so sir. Good. My hearing is not goes. so good. The German grenade it comes went up and goes. Right the German yeah. grenade went up right by my head. Got it. Got it. You know Private Ryan? Who? Private Ryan? James Ryan? Jimmy Ryan? James. James Francis Ryan. No, no, no. James Francis Ryan. All right, give me a pencil. Something to write on. Something to write on. Some. Quick, quick, come on, a pencil. Write this down. James Francis Ryan, question mark, Iowa, question mark. Do, do you know him? Does he know him? Read the message, look. Yeah, of course I know him, sir. Does he know where he is? Yeah, yeah, we missed our drop zone by about 20 miles. Ended up way over by a bumville or some damn place. Him, me, and a couple other guys were coming here to the rally point. Ran into a colonel who was gathering up men to go to, uh, Ramel. Ramel. To babysit a bridge. That's the last I've seen of him, great, sir. Great, great. Thank, thank you. Right, thank you. Read, read, and thank you. You're welcome. This was a me pick um, because, like, I have my whole, like, murder mystery genre that I really like. Like, kind of, and then I have, like, I occasionally will just go on deep dive of, like, um, like different types of uh, historical films. Um, and a lot of those tend to be World War II movies. Um, I just recently watched uh, the movie Emperor. I think I mentioned that on the last one where it was about the rebuilding of post-war Japan. Um, oh, yeah. And right, I think right, right. that kind of was a little like, oh yeah, I like, I like these kinds of movies. And it kind of sent me back down this... Uh, rabbit hole of um like i think i watched midway and then i watched uh flags I, there, well there, there was an hbo series uh I, I think it's called the pacific um and i watched that and then i watched 1917 then i came back and i wanted to watch saving private ryan so that's that's kind of why i picked it but it's not necessarily like a light movie, but I think the thing that's so interesting to me about these kinds of movies is like one, like I have such a hard time comprehending that being reality, but, right. and not that distant, you know, that's like no. less than a hundred years ago, you know? Yeah. So it, I, I like straight up don't think I will ever understand what that's like, but I think it's, it's both fascinating and terrifying to me to think about like what the consequences of that were to go a different way would have been. Yeah. Um, I think about that all the time as well. And it also kind of like, I mean, if you can kind of like tune out all of the really nasty stuff about like war in general, it's coming from somebody who knows nothing about it, but um, like the strategy behind that kind of stuff, when you can kind of like, take the humanity out of it and just think about it as like a chess game is, is also interesting to me. And what Saving Private Ryan's all about, you know, D-Day basically, and then going and kind of like that, it's basically like a mini mission within that whole operation. Um, and like, that just has to be such a wild thing to one, just try and plan. And then two, how you like, replan as things go wrong because like in this movie um you know obviously it's about 
uh, D-Day, the invasion of, on the beaches, and then, you know, trying to go save um, one brother uh, who's surviving the three brothers who, who passed away on the beaches. And I mean, that's like actually what happened. And you can imagine just how chaotic that would be when, you know, you have paratroopers going in behind and like, you're just, you're literally getting dumped out of a plane, like being dropped in like, you know, God knows what, like that had to be terrifying, confusing. <laughs> and how do you oh, yeah. organize anything out of that? It's, it's just, I mean, it's not something you ever want to be in the position to have to do, but like, it is kind of fascinating as soon as you take away all the like really terrible things that that becomes the reality. But I don't know. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's fascinating to think about when you don't actually have to be a part of it, but I, I just yeah. wish it never had happened. <laughs> it's insane. It, it is crazy. Like you said, with the, like, not that long ago and like that it happened of, like there's so many people too who like joined the war then but that was just mm -hmm. a pocket of their life like they weren't like my grandpa on my dad's side pop up you both of you know like he was in the navy in world war ii like you know he like joined when he's 19 but that so wasn't part of his identity you know like i never thought of him as like a military person he never talked right. about it but he had like and that was so many people they had this like they joined when they were 19 to fight the war and like they lived that for a little bit and then they just like okay, came so. back and had this other life and they weren't military people at all but they just like had that they experience still that, which is insane well, and and i think the that's kind of one of the things that i think is probably different if you ask me anyway it's like from what i can tell like i most people i know had know somebody who you know, some family member who was somehow involved in World War II. Whereas if you took any of the like more modern conflicts, like, yeah, you'll, you'll find people, you know, who are involved in one capacity or another, but like, it, it felt like it was a much more ubiquitous thing back then. Like everybody was in for the, the effort of like, you know, either manufacturing back home supplies, rationing, actually fighting. Like it was, it was much more of a uh, ubiquitous thing across all of society. Whereas now it feels like you could almost live your entire life, not even concerning yourself with what might be going on halfway across the world, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like also like, I mean, I don't know because I'm not in war, but like, I feel like to me, this time, like this era, like this movie is literally the epitome of war to me, where it's like people are literally fighting, like almost hand-to-hand -hand combat. But I feel like, I mean, I don't know how it is now, but I mean, from what I've heard, it's like not, the same it's more like less gunfighting i guess yeah more, I you don't, don't we don't fight wars on the ground anymore as much no. we this like occupy like... land but we don't we don't have like the trenches mm -hmm. yeah where and, you, and you think about that like over time like if you look at like at least from the u.s's perspective like the bloodiest war in terms of like deaths is the civil war obviously because mm -hmm. we're fighting each other but also just in terms of like pure like you know, volume of, of people that died because there, I feel like there's a little bit of an ebb and flow. If you look at like where the like technology of war is at versus like tactics and like where just like people are at, like all of those three things kind of coming together, like, like basically the big thing that happened in the civil war was they, they had like exploding um, artillery. 
mm-hmm. like basic cannons that explode as opposed to just like shooting metal balls across the you know the lines and they didn't like figure out to like i mean they still kind of lined up similar to how they did when you're just like shooting and pointing muskets at each other right which that never would have made sense to me but <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't know it's just some of that's like fascinating but like you know you can understand why in that type of a world you have very high casualties because like you're just gonna get blown up you know i know it's crazy um, like and it, it people just like you know they would just be like walking like something for me like the opening scene is so so good because like like how they shoot it it's almost like a found footage movie where you're it's like you're there and like you're kind of with tom hanks's character and it's like he's just walking and you, someone just gets shot in the head and you know he's just like talking to this person one second and they just like stand up and get like shot like, that would be insane uh, yeah it to has be to be so like and, and you almost have to desensitize yourself because other, yeah. like i don't know how else you would deal with that um i don't yeah i don't either but one of the things in that in that scene in particular that i thought was interesting is like they they at not until like maybe like 10 15 minutes into that scene did they show like the face of of a uh, a german soldier um which almost made them feel like a little more menacing yeah i, I thought like they, they'd show the view from the, the machine gun turrets but not but always looking up because because it was kind of like found footage is um, mm-hmm. I kind of wish they used that throughout as much as I liked, like I liked how there was no like main villain. Well, I mean, technically there's a main villain, but like there's not like one person. I mean, in the movie, there's not one person that's like the, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I kind of liked how it was like, you didn't really see their faces or anything. I kind of wish they stuck with that throughout, but it was interesting to see them like interact with the other side um, throughout the movie. It was a, like it was shot cool and i do i could be wrong i feel like i though right when this came out this kind of like was very new of how war movies were shot mm-hmm. of like yeah. and like oh, i yeah. feel like i've heard a lot of like military people say how like this was a more accurate kind of like version of what things are were like mm-hmm. than other movies but like really truly showing it as like a very like not well i mean gore for sure but you know like not it's there's no subtle beautifying of what it was right. it was just like like that first scene the way it's shot and like the shakiness like you're discombobulated Crazy. too and then you see like a guy would just look like his guts out like pretty quick into yeah. the movie kind of thing and you're like oh right you know like it sets the tone real fast like this is what war is you know yeah like, and i think like this is my i think this is my favorite war movie i think just because I don't know. I think it's it's just so well done. Like I think they capture the emotion really well. I think like it, it really puts you in the position of everybody else. I feel like because like it's a lot of tight shots and um, yeah. I think it's I think it's it just it just feels chaotic. Yeah. Very chaotic. Yeah, and the the cast so good. Uh, this is I don't know I don't know if I'd say this is my favorite Tom Hanks movie, but it's up there. He's so good. Yeah. So good. I, I heard that they like casted Matt Damon not wanting a big name kind of just like a <laughs> you know like a pretty face and then from the time they cast it to when the movie actually like shot and came out 
it was probably like goodwill hunting or something like he was a giant face yeah because but when they cast yeah when did goodwill hunting i think the same year hold on yeah so it was like one of those where like they didn't want a big name for him and they picked matt damon and little did they know they picked uh someone who so, would become an icon and, so uh, goodwill hunting came out in 97 this came out in hold on it was 98 but i think so the oscars were probably yeah, sense. like right around when this was coming out so like it was probably so like he, yeah goodwill hunting <laughs> yeah it was like oh my god that's hilarious i love that he's in this though well would you pick matt damon in this or harry styles and dunkirk oh matt damon for sure okay <laughs> all the way I just think of it the same thing. It's like, I remember when we saw Dunkirk and I, there was a point where I feel like I didn't know Harry Styles was in it or like it wasn't oh. talked about and you're just sitting in the theater going, is that Harry Styles? Harry Styles? Yeah. And it was. And this, like, I'm totally like, engulfed in this movie and then I'm like, hold up. That's a giant. I know who that is. <laughs> I did love that. Um, Like going back to like camera stuff. I loved how like sometimes there would be like, blood on the camera. I think that really also mm-hmm. elevated it a little bit because it, it was almost like I don't want to say like Call of Duty, but it like it kind of was like a <clears throat> video game in a way, like first person t- type of thing, which was super fascinating. Now, because Jesse, you haven't seen this before, right? I had seen at least parts of it, or okay. yeah, it, I feel like there's a bunch of like a handful of like classic movies where I'm like, I can't remember like sitting down and watching it, but I for sure have seen most of it mm-hmm. kind of deal but it's not like i don't think this would ever be played on tv would it maybe edited some version but yeah. abc watched, family I, movie I, I watched it uh it was like recorded on youtube tv that's where i watched it oh interesting. so it must be on tv i don't know oh yeah, i feel like okay. everyone's just desensitized yeah. nowadays i feel like everything's on tv <laughs> yeah i just played it in the video store while i was working <laughs> It's also like somewhat based on a true story. Hmm. Interesting. Which, like, I mean, I think it's loosely based on a real story, but um, I, that was the part that like when I'm watching it through the first time, I remember thinking like, there's no way they would do that. Right. But uh-huh. kind of, yeah. I know you would think like it's kind of a weird thing, but it makes sense that when you think about it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, you read it the first time it's like oh well this is a nice story right but like yeah would this happen yeah <laughs> i know and like think about like i feel like it was so normal for them i mean they had people literally dedicated to writing letters for like lost that was, was part like, That's of crazy. what was i i remember when they showed that scene it was like presumably you know like a a captain or some higher ranking person's voice overlaying like just an entire room of of women on typewriters mm-hmm. which that actually kind of struck me as a little odd because it's like whoever was receiving that letter is probably reading it with that voice in their brain like as if it was like you know somebody who was like had intimate knowledge of this person and it was just like a mass operation which you know i I'm assuming that's accurate. I don't actually know, but if it is, that's all the more uh-huh. crazy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird time. Like, it's such a bizarre, like, like throughout the movie, you know, the medics and stuff, they would just like 
follow these people and hopefully they would save some one or two people's lives and like have to still have to fend for themselves it's crazy i i don't know how these people did it absolutely wild the um i don't know if we have any locations for this but i do know that the omaha beach sequence was filmed in ireland Ooh, no but we'll have to add that because we don't have have any iron we we have to find which beach but um, i can do that get a ireland location in the app Oh, cool. That's fun. I'll have to do that. Irish listeners out there, you should go to all the beaches and uh, figure oh, this it out. Been, how cool would it be to see this being shot? Like if you lived oh in Ireland God. and oh, you like walked by and this was set up on the beach. I always think about that, like especially specifically this movie, but like war movies in general, like first of all, how many cameras they have shooting, but like they have to make sure everything's per- like nothing in the background is like modern and you know you can't see a camera on the side or i don't know how and explosions and make sure the debris is all you know the continuity i don't know how they do it it stresses me out just thinking about it it's just like a tourist on like a segway in the background riding through. yeah well it's funny because sometimes there are some movies like that where there's like you know they're supposed to be old like you know based in like the 20 or something but you can see like something in the background it's like attention to detail it's like there's especially war movies you need that in war movies part part of like when i get down this rabbit hole of like these types of movies um oftentimes i'll go back and like like the people who are really hardcore about this stuff um will make like videos on a movie like on youtube or something where they're talking about how historically accurate it is um and to the point of like having modern things in the background um in Dunkirk, the entire like opening scene when you're walking into the town, it's like actually Dunkirk, but it's modern day Dunkirk. They, it's, you know, they, they did it in the real location, but the trade-off was like, you know, all the, the street, this, you know, shops and stuff that they're walking down, they look normal. Oh, and interesting. They did, that was not the case, you know? It's like they were very much bombed at that right. point, you know? That's fascinating. Um, oh, yeah, I have to rewatch that part. I know. And and, and the the other big critique out of out of that movie was just that like the sheer number of people on the beaches. And if when you, when I went back and watched it afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, this, the beaches are pretty sparse here. Um, and you know, you'd expect like a Lollapalooza style yeah. like tents everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. um, but. As far as Saving Private Ryan goes, I've actually heard kind of the opposite. That that's one of the more realistic, both historically realistic and like visually realistic. Um, yeah. Doesn't surprise me because I feel like Steven Spielberg is a smart dude. Yeah, I'm sure he went into it with. Also, Steven Spielberg, he's such a fascinating filmmaker because he literally can make any type of movie. It's he's crazy. got range. Sure. Got range. That boy's yeah. got range. Did Spielberg do Schindler's List too? That was, um, I think that was Polanski. That's Polanski. Hold on, let me see. Mm-hmm. Is there another big World War II movie though that Spielberg did? Oh, wait, no, you're right. He did Schindler's List. He did? I was thinking of something else, yes. Yeah, I feel like it's... Oh, I haven't seen it. I mean, just talk about iconic like World War II movies. Spielberg's. Yeah. Yeah, Segway. Knocking them out. I'd like that. <laughs> Not my pick. Um... <laughs> we got we to gotta bring it up after this one. <laughs> Um, you know spielberg also did um bowfinger and he's doing bowfinger too the return of chubby rain (laughs) i'd watch it 
Um, watch it. But yeah, you, I mean, you have like Adam Goldberg's in this, and like the guy from Friends, Frank, Phoebe's brother. I forgot he's in it, and he's so good. he's the medic guy. Oh, he's so good. Uh, and then, oh. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I love the end scene. The end fight is so good. I think it's so so well done. I think that's my favorite part. I think is the end. I mean, the opening scene is incredible too. But also super historically accurate, and and that's that's a something that would not ever be the, the case today but like mm-hmm. defending a bridge was like a big deal you know like how do we get from here to, to across the the water was like a, a problem <laughs> that's so crazy man but, and without yeah. like all this technology that we have yeah. nowadays right but um oh there's one other thing. oh the one thing i don't that I watched, that I got watching it this time that I didn't get before, but I also still don't really know, is the whole foobar thing. Um, what is that? <laughs> like what was that, that's always like like a programming thing for me. Like when I'm at working and stuff, like foobar is like typical, like just like garbage variable names. But um, does that have a meaning <laughs> that I don't know about? I guess. Maybe I should look that up. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like I, I remember looking this up again when it would come up. And there was like a program back in the day called Foobar. It was like an oh. audio player or something. Oh, okay. oh. Do you remember when? I, that was the first I, time I had heard Foobar. So I, I just looked it up. And um, apparently it's an acronym between uh, for uh, fucked up beyond all recognition. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. What a what a name. <laughs> What an acronym. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Cool. Fun you know, now, now we all know. You learn something new every day. <laughs> but I always think about like also too, like in war movies, like when there's planes, you know, when they're like planes are flying over, like especially at the end when they like saved him and they blew up that tank. I feel like how do they aim so well? And how can they tell a difference between, I guess, the color of their outfits, but like, I guess they have to have really good eyesight. Yeah. That, I mean, but like if they <laughs> you, just shoot like sporadically, this is, this is part of what's somebody? so crazy to me with like technology versus the time versus like how people use like the, the tactics and all that. Like if you look not too long before world war two, world war one, they had just invented the plane. That's crazy. <laughs> and so you are literally like the air force was like people in planes with pistols. Uh-huh. That's so crazy. And, and, you know, 20, 30 years later, um, you know, you know, they figured a few things out, I guess, but I, I don't think it was as easy as they made it look in the movie. <laughs> no, There's a, um, well, t- two things. One, it reminds me of, have you guys, I know we've talked about war dogs. Have you seen war dogs? The Jonah Hill? No, I don't think so. There's a scene where they're, they go to the Middle East to traffic guns and they're being chased, you know, and they think they're going to die. And then they see like a U.S. plane come overhead and bomb the car chasing them. And they're like, oh, yeah, America, baby. And I'm like, that's like what I think of, though, when like crazy, like just a plane coming out of nowhere. It, right. Yeah, that, that feels like more of like a movie, like save the day, like right. yeah, yeah. wrap everything yeah. up, like all in one. Um, but they're good timing 
uh, for me for not really loving war movies is I literally about to start. Um, I just got Malcolm Gladwell's new book, The Bomber Mafia. That's oh. actually about um, like this group of people during World War II um, who basically really thought that we could fight the war in air with like and figure out how to like pinpoint where the bombs would be dropped and like do it very strategically so you know because world war ii we just killed a lot of civilians and Mm -hmm. like a part of the story is like curtis lemay who's like the head of the air force maybe at the time who kind of was the one who went crazy bombing japan with napalm like uh but it's there's this whole story around that time where it was like it's a new thing and we had bombs and there was this group of people who were like very much like we could we can figure out the math and pinpoint this you know and like do this very strategically and a lot of people were like that's crazy we can't do that like we're dropping bombs from a plane right you, you just like, you just yeah. drop them you know like you can't control the that yeah so i i'm this was a good lined up with that uh but i think that so it's supposed to be super interesting. Both of you could really like it. The audiobook's supposed to be really good because he made the audiobook like a podcast almost with like original oh, recordings cool. and other people. And interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd but, listen to that. Yeah, the yeah. bomber mafia. The bomber mafia. All right. All right. Interesting. Cool. I know so, I think about that. Oh, sorry. Go, sorry. go ahead. No, you go. I was just saying, like, with planes, it's like also radar, like GPS. How the hell do you go somewhere? Well, like- <laughs> and, and that was early days too for radar. That's like, like Britain right. used radar a ton. Um, it's fascinating. A whole, a whole nother, it was such, it was, I mean, it was a terrible time, but there, like, you also think of like, like uh, the whole story of Enigma that came out of World War II. Um, and that was kind of like how modern day computing started. Um, oh, right. Lot, lots of real interesting, like, I mean, like, for better or for worse, nuclear power came out of that. Nuclear bombs also came out of that. Like, all sorts of, like, good and bad things came out of that time, which is just, it, I don't know, it's just, it's just wild to think about. And again, like you were saying earlier, it literally was not long ago, which is in crazy to me, because, like, where we are today with technology. It feels like a long time ago, but, like, I mean, because it's, it's not, not our lifetimes, but it's, it's, it's our really grandparents. long ago. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I heard Malcolm Gladwell talking, and it was just interesting. Of they were talking about trying to put your mindset in like what it was like, and how he they were saying how like Japan was so far away that like we couldn't even really get there until we took Guam, or like you know, like but nowadays they were like, we have stealth bombers take off from Kansas, go do their work in the Middle East, and get back by dinner, you know, like crazy. It's not, but back then it's like. How, you know, how do you even find like the bridge again? You're like, we literally need to be somewhere. Right. Like occupy the land. And Tom Hanks is like, oh, I'll take my pistol and try to blow up this tank. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. I, I did too. It was so good. Classic Tom Hanks. Yes. <laughs> Classic Tom. <laughs> do we want to do uh, ratings for, for this one? Yeah. Sure. I'm going to use food bars. As my I think you have to. I think I have to now that I know what it means. Uh, I am gonna go with eight point seven on this Ooh. guy. What would you? What would you? What? Why not a ten? 
Um, probably just because it doesn't, I mean, it resolves, but I don't love the resolution. <laughs> if it, I mean, if they faked the resolution and like, you know, I, basically just like, I, I wish the whole thing didn't happen to begin with, which kind of makes me wish the story just didn't exist. <laughs> but, this was no movie. <laughs> That's but because 8. it 7, I wish it didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it, it's, I think it was well done. I'm happy it was done because my, I mean, this is another World War II quote is the whole Churchill thing of like, you know, those who fail to learn about history are doomed to repeat it. And so I think it's important to see that, feel that and do whatever you can to avoid that. <laughs> but I also feel like, like, um, I feel like that's a good way to put it. Cause I feel like I personally don't know a lot about like this time, especially the war. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I've never really learned. I mean, I guess we learned it in school, but like, no, it doesn't like interest me in that way, but stuff like this where I can actually learn about it. And I feel like I have more of a, I don't want to say respect cause I've always had respect, but like more of like a, an understanding of like, especially you know the cemetery scene like you know you drive by these cemeteries all the time and you're like oh you know just you know it's a war whatever but i feel like this movie was like oh these people actually like you know this is a story about someone visiting these graves because they were close with someone and i don't know it's fascinating to me it it humanizes the human exactly yeah totally and they did that is interesting because this is literally because this was a year i don't know it was near titanic they did the same structure because in titanic you have the old you have rose as an old lady telling the story and then they show basically the movie is basically her life or the flashback and this is the same thing as ryan's it's the same uh, structure which i thought was kind of interesting yeah jesse you want to go <laughs> i want to think of a good unit yeah i mean i don't have units but um it could be units what? units of units 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 of troops units of units. troops yes. um a muster of that's not the right word way to use it. Um, so muster, like you muster together troops. Oh, I thought you said muster. Like ketchup and mustard. No, no, no. Maybe how this you do mustard. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, like Joe was saying, I actually liked it more than I thought I would. Um, it's interesting it all being on the like the actual fight part, like the war part, not. Like, I don't know, because like Joe said with the, like, also the church Hill quote, learning it, you know, so you don't repeat it and stuff. There's, it's like, like I mentioned last time, like one grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. And while they, a lot of them don't really talk about it, there's still this like sub, there's, there's always a message. I feel like when you like grow up Jewish, where it's like, you're very aware of it because it's like this happened don't let it there's like a quote of like i'm not gonna remember exactly but of like you have to speak up when you see it doing to others because Mm -hmm. if it's being done to you who's gonna speak up kind of deal um and there's like that is very like heavy obviously from world war ii um and then again my other grandfather fought in the war but he never it was such not a like part of his identity or it came up he there was just like classic stories he'd tell that definitely again as a kid I was like 
my grandpa's crazy like they didn't happen um you know he'd be like we were on the ship and we were being shot at and they told me to like hand out the ammunition and people were running up to me and I was like no no, no get in line like you go to the back of, you know like stories like that or the, the classic one is he was on a ship and he was pulling the lever to pour like the oil into the fire to keep it going which again this is also doesn't even make sense but he was like he was like not paying attention and holding it down and it just was like overflowing with oil and all the suits were and I was like I think oh you'd all God. be on fire though but anyways, I just mean like, that's like what we were told growing up and it was such a, like, not a real thing. And then we learned that these stories, there's no way these stories actually happened. Um, he did kind of forget to tie a, untie a, one of the big boats to the dock and they like pulled the dock off of oh. the water. There's an article that did happen. But... Really? Maybe that's why he, he doesn't identify with like war so much. Cause he's like, I don't want to think about those times. <laughs> Yeah, possibly. I mean, yeah, I get it. Because that's, again, the thing that was so crazy is like him and there's so many people. And like you said, with the graveyard, like people going and, you know, like everyone in that ward probably saw people they know die. Oh, my God. You know, kind yeah, of thing of like day, how yeah. crazy that is. Um, so it was like an interesting, I don't even know how to describe it, but like that whole essence of, but it's, you know, it's that movie totally on that the war side like the being in battle like dunkirk like very specific to just like this is the story of like these people mm -hmm. in it it's not really about the greater world no. war ii i mean it which is, is but what the I story like is it, which is what i like yeah. about it i feel like because you don't really see those intimate stories you kind of know the whole gist of everything but you don't like see like everyone's personal journey which is kind of interesting yeah yeah and it's kind of I, like i like that they actually like sandwich the movie with like the graveyard mm -hmm. like bef too. even before too you know and so you have it but you don't realize kind of and uh it just seems to at least from the outside make it more real that they sandwiched it between those graveyard yeah. scenes but so I i'll go with i'll go with i'll go paratroopers um we'll go an eight which is way higher than i ever thought oh. i would yeah, that's uh -huh. higher than I thought you'd give it to. But again, like last time, it's like if you are into war movies or like yeah. this is like a 10 out of 10 classic war movie. You know, like yeah. it's it's one. I was like, what did we? Oh, Gilbert Graves. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, if you're anywhere even in the genre or where like this is one you have to watch kind of deal. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is part of the education of like war movies and like how it changed how war movies were shot. And, you know, like the take on it and everything so it's if you're in the air it's a 10 out of 10 for what it is mm -hmm. uh, I'm going eight. It. yeah it's a really i'm very curious I wish I to went see now. You now so you... <laughs> i'm curious to see now too like we say every time we're like i rate this an eight what did what did i rate lower than this vitamin <laughs> three that's what i think of every i feel time. like i'm perpetually going to be like did i rate this more or less than spider-man three yes <laughs> that as long as it's not below finally people things. that's true yeah people people will finally see, they will have seen spider-man three now that episode that's yes, after that podcast it was fun. oh right right right, right. At, well like when this one's out they'll have seen it that's true so, well i mean if they watch every episode. our dedicated viewers <laughs> shout out cool i will we I mean, shout out follow, some following that <laughs> i was like check yeah. your fred i know is <laughs> yeah so i think 
going along with Jesse, I think this is a 10 out of 10, like war movie, like classic. If you're looking for a war movie, you're into war movies, watch this. This is like the epitome of a good war movie, perfect war movie. Um, personally, I think I loved it. This is my favorite war movie. Love the cast. I weirdly like, I've seen this so many times, but I feel like every time I watch it, I still see something new. Or, like I still notice something, which is kind of interesting because it's not like that type of movie, but um, I like that aspect of it. It's a little long, but I think it does. I think it did need to be that length to like kind of, kind of like give these characters personality. You kind of feel for them, and I feel like it. It, it was fine. I mean, the length it was a little long, but I think it was. I, I kind of feel like length. it wore you out a little bit, <laughs> but almost like was that pun intended or? Oh God, wore <laughs> uh, wore you out. Wore you out. Men's warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think for me personally, I think I'm going to give this also an eight. Um, but I, I, I mean, I couldn't, I don't, I wouldn't want anything more, but I wouldn't want anything less. I think it's, I just think it's exactly think it's, what it's supposed not to a be. 10 for me. Like, just because I'm not like a, a war movie, like I don't seek them out. Um, I don't watch them all the time, but I always love watching it. So it's not I, my I general like... type of genre, but. I do uh-huh. appreciate them when I watch them because I do. I have liked mostly all the war movies I've seen. I'm just not like, oh, let's watch a war movie. But I get that. I feel like I do have to, since I kind of famously shit on Dunkirk when we saw it. Yeah, you did. I feel like I do have to like public health be like, this is better than Dunkirk. If you're Fair thinking enough. about this in Dunkirk, <laughs> don't watch Dunkirk. Although I feel like I should rewatch Dunkirk. But I do, yeah, I kind of want to rewatch. Shitting it on Dunkirk has become part of my identity, so I can't go back. <laughs> That's very true. Even if you like it after you watch it, you still have to shit on it. I can't change my yeah, I know. It's real, it's real tough, but oh man. Yeah. Should we get into movie news? Any movie news? Oh well, do you want to break your news first? I have I have movie news. Let's hear it. Uh, so I mean, obviously we all live together in Portland. Um, and so this came across my newsfeed or something um and it was like three words that i'm that i was like oh what is going on here it was portland nicholas cage and oh Pig. yes whoa <laughs> yes so there if you haven't seen the trailer yet you have to go watch it because i i mean i can't tell if i think it's going to be amazing terrible or just like an instant cl- I, I don't know it could go any way. I don't really know, but I'm excited. I'm totally going to watch it. That's the best place out. to be. But it is about, it's, it's a Nicolas Cage movie filmed entirely in Portland on Nicolas Cage as a truffle pig farmer, I think. But it, it's kind of got a little bit of like, um, like Keanu Reeves vibes where like- John I Wick. Think I think, yeah, from John Wick where like, you know, he's- pig gets taken and then he's like give me my pig back and i have like no Liam idea Mason. or, or <laughs> well, it, john, and john wick his dog dies which his, is basically yeah. his that's like, the, like catalyst for everything yeah but, but is, yeah also is like, Liam Cage, like a, taken. yeah like i don't know who you are but i'm gonna find you if you don't give me yeah this is actually nick cage is like gonna fight liam neeson 
as the Taken character in this movie. Whoa, that would, that be, would be cool. That would be good. No, but, but I'm like, so glad you brought that up, though. But <laughs> like, yeah, I saw this and I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. And like, yeah, I can't tell if it's just going to be like a very mediocre movie or like something that's going to be like actually good. I don't know. Well, let's see. But we will find Ooh. out. That's exciting. Though. I will say, um, Alex Wolf's in it. Um, he's great. He's from the Wolf guy Brothers. From Wolf Brothers, he was in the Hereditary and My Friend Dahmer, and great actor. So oh. it's got potential. I, uh, I've got a crazy movie pitch idea. I feel like this needs to be a segment. Like this needs to have an intro Ooh, as movie well. Pitch, I love it. Bunch of well, so like this movie or like Taken style, maybe not Taken, but where there's like two sides. So- there's like clearly the like here hero i mean in taking yeah i'm not saying the bad guy is the hero but um you shoot the movie from like their point of view like the guy who took uh his daughter kind of thing and you you shoot the point like the actual movie taken but you don't let people know you shot both sides so then you release one side and then like two years later it's like boom same story different side totally different movie like vantage point but not in the same movie right right two but just movies. do like two just do two different movies yeah and, but and again keep it under wraps so then like two years later mm-hmm. you just drop a movie well there was like, Holy sh-. so you know how the first color film movies like found footage basically and there was a scene where they're on the brooklyn bridge and they're turning and you see another guy with a camera and so s- s- people wanted a second movie based on that other person's perspective which I was like, that would be really cool, actually, if they kind of did the same movie, just two different perspectives, which yeah. is literally what you just said. But, they actually, yeah, and this yeah. is funny that this is getting brought up this time, two other war movies that are filmed from two different perspectives is um, Flags of Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima, oh, where Flags yeah. of Our Fathers is the Battle of Iwo Jima from the American perspective and Letters from Iwo Jima is from the Japanese perspective. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. If we did otherwise, like a, the same exact story. Huh. It'd be cool if we did like an episode of like a versus, like we watched both of those and like talked about it. Like, yeah, be cool. be interesting. But it, yeah, it's an interesting concept being able to do like two sides of the same story. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially from that mean, perspective, I feel like war movies are essentially yeah. that because, like, I mean, you have Pearl Harbor, which is like from, um, the you know you're in Hawaii, but then you have like. Tora Tora Tora, which is the Japanese movie. I don't know. It's it's interesting. That's yeah, and I mean, usually history is told by the the winner, but it, right. there's always two sides of the story, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, other movie news. Conjuring three came out. Oh, sorry. Were you going? Oh. Or were we asking if we had any movie news? <laughs> oh no, no, you can go. Okay, I was like. Yeah. Conjuring three came out on HBO and theaters. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but um, D, D and I watched that literally the night before we left uh, last weekend. Oh really? For our wedding. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without without news. without spoiling anything, it's a love story. When you watch it, you'll know where I'm talking. I'm okay about. with that. The, one yeah. of the best movie couples of all time. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. Yeah. So just be ready for. I love it. them. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there was more, but I can't remember anything else. Well, head. I know both you guys now have seen Bo Burnham's. Oh yes, special that we brought well, up. I, 
I a hundred. You said something when you were recommending it um, that you thought it would be like one of the like uh, the, the things you you, you, would, you would look back on to like try and understand what quarantine was like through COVID. And I I a hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it just kind of is funny because like like I feel like the way he did it is is how I'm gonna like remember COVID because it's just it's just him alone in a room, but the actual content itself that he made and like the jokes and very Bo Burnham-y style songs. Um, I feel like also kind of captured a lot of that really, really well. Oh yeah. Yeah. He did such a good job. It's yeah. fascinating. And one, one, one of the more I, creative things I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was showing Joe, because again, to Joe, I was like, I think he'll appreciate a lot of the way like he shot, like he did this all himself. And we were talking about how like they should show this in film school, yeah. Just to be like, 100%. this is what one per- you know, like this. He did it in a room by himself. All the lighting, all the shot, you know, like yeah. talk about creative, you know. Yeah. If anything, they should be like, shown like a lighting class, like. <laughs> oh yeah, the lighting yeah. in that was ridiculous. Oh, crazy, especially so cool. when he did it all himself. Yeah. I feel like they need to have like a DIY like film class or something like at school. Like, you should open a we... DIY. Uh, film school like course cool. you know like a you know like a little summer camp sounds like that needs to be a master class or like yeah he should do he should seriously do a master class oh that would be be fair i don't think he'll ever do a master class it seems very anti (laughs) boom but for sure but like i I feel like we can and we (sighs) can make the money (laughs) (laughs) on class on class On lights. On, on lights. Lighting. But yeah, I don't know about, I don't think there's any other movie news that I can remember right now. It'll all come to me, of course, after we stop recording, but. Yeah. But Pig, that's the big one. Pig, I'm stoked Pig's on that one. the big actually. one. Um... Oh, you got to pick your movie. Yeah, I do have to do that. <laughs> you haven't done it yet? We literally almost didn't do that. No, it was on my mind. I just... <laughs> You trying to segue it? No, you know, I think what I'm going to go with is uh, speaking of new movies, I'm going to try a new movie again. Whoa. Shot in the dark. Um, but I'm going to choose. It's on HBO Max and in theaters. You can choose whichever one you want. Um, in the, the Heights. Conjuring, is it The Conjuring 3? Oh, yes. Lin Manuel Miranda's new. He and I just watched this like two days ago. Already watched it. Go. Never mind. He's already seen it. <laughs> Technically, he's already seen it now. What? I don't, what is it? But you're. It's um. Lin Manuel Miranda did Hamilton. In the Heights was the Broadway play he wrote before. He did about... Joe, are you so out of the loop, man? I don't know anything. The about guy Hamilton. who made Hamilton. I've never the seen The guy who made know. it. Okay, but the guy who made it. I don't know. It was like a, it was like kind of a big cultural moment in our society. You should have picked he, that. He wrote a play before that, a musical called In the Heights. Okay. Um, and that has now come. They've now made a movie about it. Cool. Is it a musical? It, musical. It is. Sweet. I'm about it. Um. Cool. So I'm gonna go with that. You know, oh, I'm excited. I feel like I have to watch Hamilton as well. 
You do. You should. You should. Yeah, on Disney Plus, watch the original cast. They recorded the original cast on Broadway. Okay. And it's it's really it's very good. it's very good. Cool. Yeah. In the Heights, I'm stoked. Is it? Um... It's in the theaters and HBO. Ooh, maybe I'll go see in theaters. Max, so you could see it in theaters. Nice. I believe. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Cool. I'm excited. Love new movies. I think it'll be a fun Heck. one. Yeah, I feel like it'll be happier, happier than this one. Well, everyone dies. Spoiler, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm excited. Is that a wrap? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? I feel like there were so many things I had to talk about, but I. Right yeah, I was going to say, I feel I like know. there was a couple things. There was, speaking of, this isn't really movie news, kind of, but like, speak because I was thinking of Malcolm Gladwell earlier. I did. He has a podcast called Revisionist History, and like the new season's coming out soon, I think. And he does, they're not out yet, but he does three episodes on The Little Mermaid and why it's a horrible movie. Really? Yeah. So I'm really excited to listen to a three hour deep dive. Uh, on awesome. uh, that but uh interesting yeah i don't know is there Again, we did go to like there was we, we went to a couple locations this past week jesse and i went we went to jumanji that was kind of fun and uh the house in northampton different all right what was that from who's afraid of virginia wolf who's afraid of virginia never seen wolf. it but it's a classic i guess apparently it's a classic yeah uh you should watch it I know I should watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This is uh, not really movie news, but it's news for me. Um, we, You're married? Well, yes. <laughs> You're married. But related, yeah, I got married last weekend. But related, when we got home, we watched uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which I had never seen. Oh, oh right. We were going to do a little episode before. What'd you and think? I, I, the movie is so funny. It's and funny, right? We ordered Greek food for it, which made it all the better. Oh, nice. Vula's? Yes. No? Yep. All right, shout out to Vula's in Rochester. Yeah. Great place. Oh, I love your hair. Oh, she grabs the hair. I, love <laughs> I, was like, I was like, thank God our families are not quite like this, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes and no, because it would keep it interesting all the time. It would keep we, it interesting. We did, we did shoot uh, my big Italian wedding last weekend <laughs> that's true uncle Marlo. and then we also talk about shooting the two sides we shot that from joe's side and then we shot my big fat irish catholic wedding also at the theaters going to be dropping them back to back so watch out there is a sequel to my big fat greek wedding i haven't seen it though instead of the I... roast lamb it's just cookies <laughs> So some good cookies, and man. Pasta dishes. I tried one of everything. <laughs> I'm still maybe, eating cookies. Maybe more than one, to be honest. I didn't have any dessert, any of the dessert. Yeah, I didn't have much either, but anyway. I went hard on the desserts. So <laughs> I was dancing with a cupcake at one point for a good portion of it. There wasn't any truffle flavor, anything. So I don't think Nick Cage needs Cage. to be worried about us. But yeah, we're good. We're good. We that would be scary. The pig. <laughs> cool. I'm pumped for the Nick Cage movie, though. Yeah, yeah. We could pick it when it comes out. We have. I think we. We, can pick it. It. we have to. We have to. We can pick it. No watching it until till we do it on this. 
that's true i won't yeah i'll wait cool but in the heights about it in the heights into the heights does he is he directing it too did he direct is it in or into in in the heights Heights. i believe he wrote i believe it's the director from i'm already blanking hold on i'm pulling it up because I feel like it was like from Lin Manuel Miranda and the director of. Oh, he was in Mary Poppins. Yeah, Lin. The new one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. John Chu. Who? What did he do? Oh, he did GI Joe. He did Step Up. Crazy Two. Rich Asians. Justin right? Bieber movie. No. This guy Is he did the director. The director did like the Justin Bieber movie, Now You See Me, G.I. Joe, Step Up 2. Hmm. So that's the director, which is interesting. But about it. The writer, I don't know the writers. She, this was like her first thing. Cool. About it. Hmm. Man, I really, oh, he did. Yeah, he directed Crazy Rotations. What? Now you see me. Yeah, it's that's funny because movie. Crazy Rich Agents isn't on his on the IMDb thing. You know how it shows like their top five. It, yeah, it's Crazy Rich Agents down. is not even on there. No, it is. <laughs> it's it's just weird. Much lower. Oh wait, weird. I'm getting a different one on my desktop version. Hmm. IMDb, you need to fix. Also, their new website is terrible. IMDb, fix your stuff. Save that for hot takes. Close <laughs> okay. the episode. Sorry. Close <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have to. We'll do that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> More to come on IMDb and their website. Watch out, IMDb. Also, also buy us out, IMDb. <laughs> make a make a plea. All right, I think that's a wrap, right? So, so rippity wrap. Saving Private Ryan. In the Heights. <laughs> <laughs>